Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were at such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm into my third week of teaching on a subject that I've entitled Hardness of Heart. And I've said this multiple times during this series, but this is one of the most important things that God has ever shown me. I apply this to my life every single day of my life. Some people think a hardened heart is just referring to people who are total God-haters. But God showed me that I had a hardened heart. The word hardened, as used in Scripture, just means cold, insensitive, unfeeling, or unyielding. And each one of us, if you don't give attention to this, your heart will just naturally become insensitive, cold, unfeeling, and unyielding towards God in any area that you neglect. And the sad fact is most of us are more focused on the natural realm and on physical things. It doesn't have to be sinful things, but we're just focused on the natural realm more than we're focused on the spiritual realm. And because of it, we become insensitive to the spiritual realm. We become insensitive to God. And this is what this whole series has been about. And I've identified that the thing that causes that over here in Mark chapter 6, verse 52 is the instance where Jesus came walking to His disciples on the water, and they were shocked, sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered, is what it says in Mark 6, 51. And in verse 52, it says, for, the word for means because, this is the reason that they were shocked, because they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. The word hardened, again, means cold, insensitive, unfeeling, and unyielding. The word consider means to think upon, to study, ponder, deliberate, examine. I think you could say focus or meditate. And the sad fact is that we get so inundated with all of the information from this world that by just virtue of the fact of the amount of time we spend in the natural world, we become insensitive to the supernatural realm. God is a spirit, and we have to be focused on the spiritual realm. We have to be listening to Him, but we are now inundated with, I mean, with social media, with uh, news today, you know, 24-hour news cycles. When I was a kid, nobody even heard of such a thing. There was usually 30 minutes a day that they would have a broadcast on television, and that was most people's news source. Some people would get a newspaper and things like this. But now we have these 24-hour news cycles where 24 hours a day we are just being bombarded with all the natural stuff. And it can grab your attention and focus your attention on the natural realm to such a degree that it just by default makes you insensitive towards God. Whatever you focus your attention upon, you become dominated, controlled by, or sensitive to. Whatever you fail to focus your attention upon, you become insensitive to. You aren't dominated by it. You aren't sensitive to it. That is really, really important. And most people don't realize this. And I've used a lot of scriptures on this. 
YOU KNOW, I WAS TAKING THIS TEACHING FROM MARK CHAPTER 6. THIS IS WHERE JESUS TOLD HIS DISCIPLES TO GET INTO A BOAT, GO TO THE OTHER SIDE, AND THEY LEFT AROUND SUNDOWN, AND it, BETWEEN the 3 AND 6 A.M. DURING THE FOURTH WATCH OF THE NIGHT, THEY HAD only, ONLY GONE HALFWAY ACROSS THE LAKE, uh, THE SEA OF GALILEE, AND IT'S ONLY A TWO-HOUR TRIP. SO FOR THEM TO HAVE SPENT UP TO NINE HOURS OR MORE AND ONLY BE HALFWAY ACROSS, THAT MEANS THAT THEY WERE IN THIS TERRIBLE STORM, AND uh, THEY WERE FIGHTING FOR THEIR LIFE. THIS WAS A SEVERE SITUATION, AND JESUS CAME WALKING TO THEM ON TOP OF THE WATER. THE VERY THING THAT WAS KILLING THEM, JESUS WAS ABLE TO JUST WALK ON TOP OF IT. IT WAS NO PROBLEM TO HIM. MAN, THERE'S A GREAT COMPARISON HERE, AND THAT IS THAT YOU MAY FEEL LIKE YOU'RE BEING INUNDATED, OVERWHELMED, DROWNING IN DEBT OR DROWNING IN SICKNESS OR DROWNING IN YOUR EMOTIONS AND THINGS, BUT IT'S NO PROBLEM FOR JESUS. JESUS IS COMING TO YOU TODAY THROUGH THIS BROADCAST, AND JESUS IS PRESENTING TO YOU THAT THE THINGS THAT ARE JUST OVERWHELMING YOU ARE NOT A PROBLEM TO HIM, AND IF YOU WOULD LOOK TO HIM, CALL OUT TO HIM, YOU CAN WALK ON TOP OF THOSE THINGS. YOU KNOW, THIS IS THE EXACT SAME INSTANCE THAT IS RECORDED OVER IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 14. AND th IN THIS INSTANCE, IT'S THE SAME THING. HE SENT HIS DISCIPLES INTO THIS BOAT, TOLD THEM TO GO TO THE OTHER SIDE WHILE HE WENT UP INTO A MOUNTAIN TO PRAY. BUT IN THIS INSTANCE, IT SHOWS THAT WHEN JESUS APPEARED TO THE DISCIPLES, THAT PETER CALLED OUT TO HIM AND SAID, LORD, IF THAT'S REALLY YOU, BID ME COME UNTO YOU ON THE WATER. THAT'S OUT OF MATTHEW CHAPTER 14 AND VERSE 28. AND JESUS SAID, COME. AND WHEN PETER WAS COME DOWN OUT OF THE SHIP, HE WALKED ON THE WATER TO GO TO JESUS. SO THIS IS REALLY IMPORTANT THAT YOU UNDERSTAND THAT NOT ONLY CAN JESUS WALK ON TOP OF WHATEVER IS ABOUT TO DROWN YOU, BUT YOU CAN. YOU CAN GET OUT OF THE BOAT. YOU CAN GET OUT OF THAT DESPAIR, OUT OF YOUR SICKNESS, OUT OF YOUR POVERTY, OUT OF YOUR DEPRESSION, AND YOU CAN LIVE A LIFE THAT IS VICTORIOUS OVER THOSE THINGS. I BELIEVE THAT WITH ALL OF MY HEART. GOD IS SAYING THIS TO PEOPLE WHO ARE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM TODAY, THAT YOU CAN WALK ON THE WATER. YOU JUST NEED A WORD FROM GOD. SO PETER SAID, LORD, IF IT'S YOU, BID ME COME ON THE WATER. AND ALL HE SAID WAS COME. IN THE ENGLISH LANGUAGE, THAT'S ONLY FOUR LETTERS. FOUR LETTERS, ONE WORD FROM GOD ALMIGHTY ENABLED PETER TO DO SOMETHING THAT IN THE NATURAL WAS COMPLETELY IMPOSSIBLE. AND WHETHER YOU REALIZE IT OR NOT, THAT'S ALL YOU NEED IS JUST ONE WORD FROM GOD. THERE'S SOME OF YOU WATCHING THIS PROGRAM TODAY THAT YOU TUNED IN. YOU TYPICALLY DO SOMETHING ELSE, BUT YOU TUNED IN. YOU WERE LOOKING FOR SOMETHING. YOU'RE LOOKING FOR A WORD FROM GOD, AND I'M TELLING YOU, GOD IS SPEAKING TO YOU THROUGH ME, AND HE'S GIVING YOU A WORD. HE'S TELLING YOU THAT YOU CAN OVERCOME THIS. HE'S SAYING, COME. HE'S SAYING, YOU CAN WIN THROUGH THIS. AND SO PETER GOT OUT OF THE BOAT AND HE STARTED WALKING ON THE WATER TO GO TO JESUS. MAN, THERE'S SO MANY THINGS THAT I'VE ACTUALLY GOT A THREE-PART SERIES ON NOTHING BUT THIS ONE INSTANCE RIGHT HERE, AND I JUST GO THROUGH THIS THING uh, LINE BY LINE AND TEACH THINGS. AND I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO DO THAT IN THIS SERIES, BUT IT'S SO IMPORTANT THAT YOU REALIZE THAT IF YOU WANT TO WALK ON THE WATER, IF YOU WANT TO OVERCOME THESE ADVERSITIES THAT ARE FIGHTING AGAINST YOU, THE FIRST STEP IS YOU GOT TO GET OUT OF THE BOAT. YOU GOT TO TAKE A STEP OF FAITH. YOU GOT TO LEAVE THE SECURITY OF THE BOAT. AND YOU KNOW, it's, IT'S STRANGE TO ME THE WAY THAT PEOPLE ARE SO AFRAID 
TO STEP OUT OF THE NORMAL, OUT OF THE NATURAL, AND TAKE A STEP INTO THE SUPERNATURAL BECAUSE THIS BOAT WAS FULL OF WATER, IT SAYS. THEY WERE ABOUT TO DROWN. THERE WAS VERY LITTLE DIFFERENCE BETWEEN BEING IN THE BOAT AND BEING OUT IN THE WATER. AND DID YOU KNOW THAT THERE'S A DIRECT PARALLEL HERE, THAT THERE ARE SOME OF YOU THAT YOU'RE IN A SITUATION THAT, I MEAN, IN THE NATURAL, IT'S JUST, YOU'RE DONE FOR. MAYBE IT'S PHYSICAL. YOU'VE BEEN TOLD THAT YOU CAN'T SURVIVE SOMETHING. MAYBE IT'S FINANCIAL, THAT IN THE NATURAL THERE'S JUST NO WAY OUT OF THIS. MAYBE YOUR MARRIAGE SITUATION LOOKS COMPLETELY IMPOSSIBLE. MAYBE IT'S EMOTIONAL AND YOU'RE DEPRESSED AND DISCOURAGED, AND YET YOU'RE FEARFUL TO JUST ABANDON YOURSELF TO WHAT GOD'S WORD SAYS AND BEGIN TO START STANDING ON IT AND SPEAKING FORTH YOUR FAITH AND DOING THIS. YOU'RE FEARFUL TO LEAVE THE NATURAL, AND YET YOU'RE DROWNING. YET YOU AREN'T GOING TO MAKE IT IN THE NATURAL. IF YOU JUST LOOKED AT THIS, YOU KNOW, LOGICALLY, THERE WAS NO REASON FOR PETER NOT TO GET OUT OF THAT BOAT. THAT BOAT WAS GOING TO SINK. DID YOU KNOW WHEN A BOAT, A LARGE BOAT GOES DOWN, IT KIND OF HAS THIS SUCTION WITH IT, AND IF IT GOES DOWN, IT'S GOING TO SUCK YOU UNDER WITH IT. ONE OF THE BEST THINGS YOU CAN DO IN A SINKING BOAT IS TO GET AWAY FROM THAT BOAT AND AWAY FROM THIS, the, this uh, PULL THAT WILL PULL YOU UNDER THE WATER. AND THERE'S SOME OF YOU THAT ARE WATCHING THIS AND THE DOCTOR HAS TOLD YOU THAT YOU ARE GOING TO DIE AND YOU WANT TO BELIEVE GOD, BUT YOU ARE SO AFRAID TO JUST TAKE A STEP AND TO START SAYING, BY HIS STRIPES I'M HEALED, TO STAND ON IT AND START PROCLAIMING THIS. BUT you, IF YOU ARE GOING TO WALK ON THE WATER, IF YOU ARE GOING TO OVERCOME YOUR SITUATION, YOU GOT TO GET OUT OF THE BOAT. THIS WORLD IS DROWNING. IN CASE YOU HAVEN'T NOTICED, PEOPLE AREN'T SURVIVING VERY WELL. PEOPLE ARE JUST, MAN, THEY'RE MESSED UP. THERE'S PEOPLE THAT ARE STRUGGLING. THEIR LIFE IS A MISERABLE THING, AND YET WE'VE GOT THIS HERD MENTALITY WHERE WE'RE AFRAID TO BE DIFFERENT. WE WANT DIFFERENT RESULTS, BUT WE'RE AFRAID TO ACT DIFFERENTLY, TO TALK DIFFERENTLY. I'M TELLING YOU, THAT'S JUST CRAZY. IT'S NOT WORKING FOR YOU. GET OUT OF THE BOAT AND GET OUT ON THE WATER, AND IT SAYS, THAT HE BEGAN TO WALK ON THE WATER TO GO TO JESUS. BUT IN VERSE 30, IT SAYS, BUT WHEN HE SAW THE WIND BOISTEROUS, HE WAS AFRAID AND BEGAN TO SINK. AND HE CRIED, SAYING, LORD, SAVE ME. NOW THIS, IT GOES ON TO SAY HERE, IT SAYS, IMMEDIATELY JESUS STRETCHED FORTH HIS HAND AND CAUGHT HIM AND SAID UNTO HIM, O THOU OF LITTLE FAITH, WHEREFORE DIDST THOU DOUBT? HE DIDN'T HAVE HUGE FAITH. IT WASN'T THAT PETER WAS THIS FAITH GIANT. HE HAD LITTLE FAITH, AND YET HE WAS ABLE TO WALK ON THE WATER. YOU DON'T HAVE TO BE A FAITH GIANT, BUT YOU DO HAVE TO TAKE A STEP OF FAITH. YOU'VE GOT TO USE WHATEVER FAITH YOU'VE GOT, AND YOU'VE GOT TO STEP OUT OF THE BOAT AND BEGIN TO WALK in, IN THAT DIRECTION. AND NOTICE IT SAYS THAT JESUS STRETCHED FORTH HIS HAND AND SAVED HIM AND LIFTED HIM UP. HE DIDN'T RUN OVER AND GRAB HIM. THIS MEANS TO ME THAT PETER, HOWEVER FAR JESUS WAS FROM THE BOAT, WHEN PETER WAS OUT THERE ON THE WATER BY HIMSELF IN THE MIDST OF THE SEA OF GALILEE, AND I MEAN IT TOOK A MIRACLE FOR HIM TO WALK ON THE WATER. MAN, HIS FOCUS WAS ON JESUS. BUT WHEN HE GOT NEARLY UP TO HIM, HE WAS WITHIN REACHING DISTANCE. JESUS JUST REACHED OUT AND GRABBED HIM. WHEN HE NEARLY REACHED HIS GOAL, HE TOOK HIS EYES OFF OF JESUS, THE AUTHOR AND THE FINISHER OF HIS FAITH, AND INSTEAD HE BEGAN TO LOOK AT THINGS AROUND HIM. YOU KNOW, I HAVE SEEN THIS IN MY LIFE, THAT WHEN THINGS ARE DESPERATE, AND I MEAN THERE IS NO HOPE UNLESS GOD COMES THROUGH, 
I'm done for. It's easy for me to turn off everything, to focus upon Jesus, to get focused, laser focused on Him when I'm in a desperate situation. But when everything is going good, the tendency is that you don't feel your need as acutely. And so you quit looking at Jesus and you go out and you do other things that occupy your time. And that's when it's dangerous. It's actually more dangerous when you are nearing a goal than it is when it, your goal is so far off that it looks impossible. That will make you focus upon God. But prosperity has destroyed more people than adversity ever has. In prosperity, people tend not to be as God-focused. So that's exactly what happened with Peter right here. As long as he was in the midst of this sea by himself, man, he kept his eyes on Jesus. But then as he got close to Jesus, he took his eyes off of him. He considered the wind and the waves. Remember over in Mark chapter 6, this is the exact terminology. It says the reason their heart was hardened was because they considered not the miracle of the loaves. Their heart had been taken over by the storm. They were looking at the wind and the waves and they were thinking of things. This is exactly what happened to Peter. He took his eyes off of Jesus. He changed his focus. He began to consider the storm. Which, you know, really, if you stop and think about it, the storm had nothing to do with him walking on the water. He couldn't have walked on the water if it had been a perfectly calm day. If that water had been as smooth as glass, he still couldn't have walked on the water. The wind and the waves had nothing to do with anything, but it just brought his attention back to the natural. It got him to thinking back as I'm only a mere human being. What am I doing out here standing on top of this water? Look at these waves. Look at this wind. And when he started thinking naturally, he quit operating supernaturally. Man, this is powerful what I'm saying. There are some of you that it's not sin that has hardened your heart towards God. It's just natural things. You just being occupied with living. You know, getting up and going to work and getting your kids ready and taking them to all of these practices and you're just so busy with natural things, not sinful things, but natural things that you are so focused and locked into the natural that you can't think supernatural. You can't think spiritual. And I tell you, this has, I believe, destroyed more Christians and kept them from experiencing God's perfect will for their life than sin has. Again, I am not saying that sin is not an issue. It says in Hebrews chapter 3, I dealt with that last week, that sin hardens our heart towards God. So if you're living in sin, stop it. But sin isn't the only thing that hardens your heart towards God. Just being dominated with the natural, being so plugged into this natural world that you don't have time to think spiritual. You don't have time to think supernaturally. You don't have time to listen to the voice of the Lord because you are listening to the voice of everything else. You are so plugged into this natural world. It will harden your heart towards God. And so Peter, it wasn't sin that hardened his heart. You know, it doesn't use that termin terminology here in Mark four, uh, Matthew 14, but in Mark chapter 6, it uses this exact terminology that the reason these things happened was because their heart was hardened. 
AND SO IT MAY NOT USE THAT TERMINOLOGY HERE IN MATTHEW 14, BUT WHAT HAPPENED, PETER TOOK HIS EYES OFF OF JESUS, HIS FOCUS OFF OF JESUS. HE QUIT CONSIDERING JESUS AND THE WORD THAT HE HAD COME, AND INSTEAD HE GOT TO LOOKING AT JUST NATURAL THINGS, NOT SINFUL THINGS, NOT DEMONIC THINGS, JUST NATURAL THINGS. IT MADE HIM GO BACK INTO THINKING, I'M ONLY HUMAN. WHAT AM I DOING OUT HERE ON TOP OF THIS WATER? AND HE BEGAN TO SINK. YOU KNOW, I HAVE NEVER SEEN ANYBODY BEGIN TO SINK IN MY ENTIRE LIFE. YOU, IF YOU, <laughs> you, you IF YOU STEP OFF OF THE SIDE OF A POOL AND INTO THE WATER, YOU JUST SINK. IF YOU JUMP OFF A DIVING BOARD, YOU SINK. YOU DON'T BEGIN TO SINK. THIS SHOWS THAT HIS FAITH DIDN'T LEAVE HIM ALL AT ONCE. IT WAS A PROGRESSIVE THING. AS HE TOOK HIS EYES OFF OF JESUS, IT WASN'T JUST INSTANTLY THAT HE SANK, BUT NO, HE BEGAN TO SINK. HE PUT HIS ATTENTION BACK ON THE LORD, crawled, CALLED OUT TO THE LORD, AND THE LORD REACHED OUT HIS HAND, LIFTED HIM UP. AND I DON'T BELIEVE THAT JESUS CARRIED HIM BACK TO THE BOAT. I BELIEVE THAT JESUS, YOU KNOW, WALKED WITH HIM. PETER WALKED WITH HIM BACK TO THE BOAT. AND THEN IF YOU READ THIS SAME ACCOUNT IN JOHN'S GOSPEL, JOHN CHAPTER 6, IT SAYS THAT IMMEDIATELY THE BOAT AND THE DISCIPLES WERE TRANSLATED TO THE OTHER SIDE OF THE LAKE. NOT ONLY DID THE WIND CEASE, THE STORM STOPPED, THE WAVES STOPPED, BUT THEY WERE TRANSLATED TO THE OTHER SIDE OF THE LAKE. THIS WAS A GREAT MIRACLE. BUT IT'S IMPORTANT THAT YOU RECOGNIZE HE DIDN'T SINK ALL AT ONCE. AND LET ME SAY IT THIS WAY, THAT YOUR HEART DOESN'T BECOME HARDENED TOWARDS GOD ALL AT ONCE. IT'S A PROGRESSIVE THING. IT HAPPENS OVER A PERIOD OF TIME. YOU KNOW, YOU COULD GO OUT AND DO SOMETHING THAT ITSELF ISN'T SIN. BUT IF YOU ARE FOCUSED, IF IT GRABS YOUR ATTENTION, IF YOUR HEART MOVES IN THAT DIRECTION, IT DOESN'T HAVE TO BE SIN. IT COULD JUST BE, YOU KNOW, ENTERTAINMENT IS ONE OF THE THINGS THAT I THINK THAT SATAN USES TODAY TO HARDEN PEOPLE'S HEART. AND THERE IS CERTAINLY NOTHING WRONG WITH YOU GOING TO A DECENT MOVIE. IF YOU CAN FIND A DECENT MOVIE, THERE ARE GOOD MOVIES THAT COME OUT. WE HAVE... Uh, MUSICALS THAT WE PUT ON HERE AT Karis uh, BIBLE COLLEGE. AND I MEAN, THEY EDIFY YOU AND THEY BUILD YOU UP AND THEY MAKE YOUR HEART MORE SENSITIVE TO THE LORD. I AM NOT AGAINST ENTERTAINMENT. BUT EVEN IF YOU COULD FIND uh, A LOT OF GREAT ENTERTAINMENT, GOOD ENTERTAINMENT, IF IT WASN'T BUILDING YOU UP AND DRAWING YOU TOWARDS THE LORD, IF IT WAS JUST NEUTRAL AND IT WASN'T DEMONIC, IT WASN'T DOING SOMETHING BAD, BUT IT WAS JUST ENTERTAINING YOU, IF YOU JUST GAVE A STEADY DIET TO NOTHING BUT JUST NATURAL STUFF, IT WOULD EVENTUALLY WIND UP HARDENING YOUR HEART TOWARDS GOD. YOU KNOW, I USE THAT EXAMPLE ALREADY, BUT I'M A... Uh, I REALLY LOVE WILY COYOTE AND, and THE ROADRUNNER CARTOONS, AND I DON'T THINK THAT THERE'S ANYTHING DEMONIC. I DON'T THINK THAT THEY'RE BAD. I'VE HAD PEOPLE CRITICIZE ME AND SAY, OH, IT'S VIOLENT. BUT IT'S A CARTOON, <laughs> AMEN. I CAN ADJUST. I KNOW THAT THIS IS JUST MAKE-BELIEVE WHEN WILY e. COYOTE GETS SMUSHED BY A BOULDER AND GETS UP AND GOES RIGHT BACK TO DOING THINGS WHEN HE RUNS INTO A BRICK WALL OR SOMETHING. THAT'S NOT A PROBLEM TO ME. SO ANYWAY, I DON'T THINK THAT THERE'S ANYTHING WRONG WITH IT, BUT IF I JUST LIVED ON THAT, IF THAT'S WHAT I FILLED MYSELF WITH, THEN WHEN I BEGIN TO MINISTER, WHEN YOU COME TO ME FOR PRAYER AND YOU ARE DYING OF CANCER AND YOU WANT ME TO PRAY FOR YOU, AND IF I JUST, YOU KNOW, START GIVING YOU WHAT I'M FULL OF AND OUT COMES MEET ME, <laughs> YOU'RE GONNA DIE. IT'S NOT SIN. IT'S NOT BAD, BUT IT IS NOT LIFE-GIVING. AND YOU HAVE TO TAKE THIS WORLD AND ALL OF THE STUFF, OF COURSE, THE SINFUL STUFF, WE SHOULD TOTALLY REJECT. 
BUT EVEN THE STUFF THAT IS BLAND AND KIND OF MIDDLE OF THE ROAD AND JUST ENTERTAINMENT, SPORTS AND THINGS LIKE THAT, THEY HAVE A PLACE. YOU KNOW, I'LL GO PLAY GOLF. I'LL DO SOME THINGS EVERY ONCE IN A WHILE. I DON'T THINK IT'S SINFUL. I THINK IN SOME WAYS IT'S GOOD. I GET SOME EXERCISE OUT OF IT. BUT IF I WAS JUST FOCUSED ON THAT, IF I WAS GIVEN TO THAT, IF, MAN, I PLAYED GOLF EVERY DAY OF MY LIFE AND I GAVE MYSELF TO IT EIGHT HOURS A DAY, I GUARANTEE YOU IT WOULD HAVE A DETRIMENTAL EFFECT ON MY RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. YOU CAN'T JUST GIVE YOURSELF TO ANYTHING BESIDES GOD COMPLETELY, EVEN IF YOU THINK THAT IT IS NOT SINFUL AND IF IT'S NOT WRONG. PETER HERE WASN'T SINFUL WHEN HE LOOKED AWAY FROM JESUS AND SAW THE WIND AND THE WAVES. IT JUST PUT HIM BACK INTO THE NATURAL. IT PUT HIM TO THINKING NATURALLY. AND WE LIVE IN A NATURAL WORLD. I'M NOT SAYING THAT WE IGNORE PHYSICAL, NATURAL THINGS. IF YOU DRIVE ME SOMEPLACE, I DON'T WANT YOU TO DO IT BY THE SPIRIT. I WANT YOU TO OPEN YOUR EYES. I WANT YOU TO HAVE SOME EXPERIENCE DRIVING. I WANT YOU TO KNOW HOW TO MAKE THAT CAR WORK. IF I'M FLYING WITH YOU, YOU KNOW, OH, I HADN'T GOT TIME TO GIVE THIS WHOLE STORY, BUT I ACTUALLY FLEW WITH A MAN ONE TIME WHO WAS ON MY BOARD OF DIRECTORS, AND HE WAS A BRAND-NEW PILOT, AND HE FLEW ME TO A PLACE TO MINISTER, AND IT WAS JUST A TWO-SEATER PLANE. I MEAN, MY SHOULDER TOUCHED THE WINDOW OVER HERE, AND THIS SHOULDER TOUCHED HIM, AND HE WAS THE PILOT, AND HE WAS BRAND-NEW. HE WAS NOT INSTRUMENT rating. He RATED. HE HAD TO DO IT VISUALLY, AND WE GOT INTO A TERRIBLE STORM, AND THAT PLANE WAS DROPPING A THOUSAND FEET AT A TIME, AND I MEAN, WE WERE BEING BLOWN AROUND, AND THIS PILOT, HE GOT SCARED. HE CURLED UP INTO A BALL, INTO A FETAL POSITION, PUT HIS HANDS OVER HIS EYES AND SAID, MY GOD, WE'RE GOING TO DIE. WE'RE GOING TO DIE. <laughs> AND I HAD NEVER FLOWN A PLANE, BUT THERE WAS NO OPTION. I FLEW THAT PLANE FOR ABOUT AN HOUR WITH ONE HAND HOLDING THE YOKE, THE OTHER HAND SHAKING HIM SAYING, GET IT TOGETHER. GOD DIDN'T LET ME LIVE THROUGH VIETNAM TO DIE IN YOUR PLANE. WE ACTUALLY, I FLEW OVER ALAMOGORDO RIFLE RANGE INTO A RESTRICTED AIRSPACE, AND THEY CAME ON THE RADIO AND SAID I WAS IN RESTRICTED AIRSPACE AND THAT IF I DIDN'T GET OUT OF THERE, THEY WERE GOING TO SHOOT ME DOWN. AND I GOT ON THE RADIO AND I SAID, LOOK, PLEASE DON'T SHOOT ME DOWN. I'M NOT A PILOT. THE PILOT IS OVER HERE IN A FETAL POSITION SAYING WE'RE GOING TO DIE. I DON'T KNOW WHAT I'M DOING. DON'T SHOOT ME DOWN. AND I NEVER HEARD BACK FROM THEM. I DON'T KNOW WHAT THEY WERE DOING. I SUSPECT THAT THEY WERE PROBABLY LAUGHING SO HARD THAT THEY JUST NEVER CAME BACK. BUT ANYWAY, THEY DIDN'T SHOOT ME DOWN. AND AFTER A WHILE, WE KIND OF GOT THROUGH THE STORM AND THE PILOT WAS ABLE TO REGATHER HIMSELF AND LAND. AND JAMIE HAD TO DRIVE. WE LANDED IN A PASTURE. AND JAMIE HAD TO DRIVE 100 MILES TO COME PICK ME UP. BUT ANYWAY, MY POINT IS, IF I'M FLYING IN A PLANE WITH YOU, I WANT YOU TO KNOW HOW TO FLY. THERE ARE NATURAL THINGS THAT YOU NEED TO KNOW, BUT YOU CANNOT BE SO DOMINATED BY THAT THAT IF YOU GET INTO A SITUATION THAT IS BEYOND THE NATURAL, IF THE DOCTOR TELLS YOU YOU'RE GOING TO DIE, YOU DON'T NEED TO BE SO LIMITED TO JUST NATURAL PHYSICAL THINGS THAT WHEN IT PASSES THE DOCTOR'S ABILITY TO CURE YOU OF IT THAT YOU'RE JUST IN DESPAIR AND HARD-HEARTED BECAUSE YOU'VE NEVER CONSIDERED THAT GOD CAN DO THINGS BEYOND THE DOCTOR'S ABILITY. YOU HAVE TO BE ABLE TO GO BEYOND THE PHYSICAL REALM, AND YOU CAN'T DO THAT IF YOU JUST LIVE CONSTANTLY IN NOTHING BUT THE NATURAL REALM. YOU NEED TIME IN PRAYER. YOU NEED TIME IN BIBLE STUDY. YOU NEED TIME MEDITATING AND FOCUSED UPON THE LORD. AND THE SAD FACT IS MOST OF US ARE MORE DOMINATED BY THE NATURAL REALM THAN WE ARE THE SPIRITUAL REALM. AGAIN, I'VE GOT THIS BOOK ON THE HARDNESS OF HEART, 
that will explain this in much more detail than what I've done today. I encourage you to get it. I've got CDs and also DVDs. If you'll listen to our announcer, he will give you information about how you can receive these products. And I encourage you to please call or write, receive the products, and then join me again tomorrow as I continue the gospel truth. Andrew's complete series titled Hardness of Heart is available in either a CD or DVD album and a book in either English or Spanish. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. You can get these products as part of the Hardness of Heart package, which includes both books and your choice of either CD or DVD albums from both Hardness of Heart and How to Become a Water Walker. The Hardness of Heart package has a catalog value of $75, but you can receive all of these valuable resources for just $55. Andrew's book, Hardness of Heart, is also available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. You're going to hear things. You're going to start understanding things, seeing things from a different way. This is called the Summer Family Bible Conference. Guess what? That's not just because you brought your kids. It's because in this room, we're family. There's nobody in here that God doesn't want to prosper. He sees a purpose in you that He wants to set free. Listen, you've been sowing, sowing, sowing. It's time for us to reap our harvest. It's gonna completely change the way that you live your life. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do. And I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you are created for a purpose. 
Do you know what that purpose is? Experience Karis Bible College during our Campus Days event in Woodland Park, Colorado. Enjoy the teachings, meet the instructors, and find God's purpose for your life. Learn more at karisbiblecollege.org.